Welcome to Color Him Dads with hosts Marvin and Jeanette Charles. Marvin, Jeanette, and their guests are here to provide tools to struggling fathers that will help them navigate systems and overcome challenges they face attempting to enter or re-enter the lives of their children and families. They're here to inform, encourage, and bring hope as they confront the epidemic of fatherlessness head on. Now, here are Marvin and Jeanette. Well, welcome back to Color Him Dads, our fourth episode. Uh, And from the looks of it, it sounds like you guys really have been enjoying these podcast episodes and that's a little bit of a shocker to me because this is my first rodeo and uh, I'm just like really pleased with that. Uh, so um, today I want to talk about um, a friend of mine, a guest who um, we actually uh, grew up in the same community, from the same town, uh, went our different ways. Ours just happened to be the same way. <laughs> and then... Um, um, fatherhood stepped in and knocked on the door uh, about 15 years ago uh, my friend Joseph Irving came through our door looking for some help uh, from dads and uh, most of you know dad's story know what we do and here was a father that came looking for some help well the ironic part of that is uh, he came back again looking for some help just a few months ago. Um, and and I'll, I'll let him tell his story. Um, so this episode here, we, we're just going to talk about our fathering story. I think if I titled it anything, it would be called Our Fathering Story, which is an opportunity for fathers to talk about how they got here, where they came from, talk about their dad or the absence of a father and what it led them to be and do in their own uh um, lifestyle, their own home. So um, without any further ado, I'm just going to sit up here and Joseph and I are just going to chop it up and hopefully you can pull some nuggets out of this episode. <laughs> uh, that's what uh, would really be pleasing to. Uh, and I want to just say uh, thank you for the listeners that we we found out that we've had people listening from Greece and from um from around the world, and I'm just thoroughly pleased by that. I'm a little shocked because um, I I do know that fatherhood is a problem worldwide. In fact, uh, I'll leave you with uh, our first nugget is a father's job is to prepare his children for a future that he will never see. And you will hear me say this over and over again because I truly believe that. Again, a father's job is to prepare his children for a future that he will never see. And with that being said, uh, I'm just going to introduce you to my friend, uh, Joseph. And Joseph, just give him what you got, bro. Thank you, Marvin. Uh, first of all, I want to thank thank God for being here. And uh, thank you for having a show like this that we can just sit down and kick it and just talk to each other without being judged. Mm. You know, that's so important in life. You mm. know? Um, I'm a father. I'm a father of five. Um, my first three kids are grown. And I waited 17 years to have another one. 
um, life had kind of changed for me at that time. When I first became a father, I guess I, I wasn't willing to uh, change me. Mm. You know, I, mm. I, I think it's so important that a father be willing to change mm. so he can show his kids something different. And um, I didn't see that when I was first, you know, becoming a father. You know, um, no one told me that, you know. It just came to me like I, I just wanted to be better. You know? let, let me ask you a question, and and mm-hmm. forgive me for interrupting, but um, did you have a father in your life? I knew my father, and and I, I love my father to death. I mean, he's he's not with us now, but he wasn't really in my life. Mm. He was a merchant seaman, so he was gone a majority. You know. The majority of the time, I've never known him and my mom to actually be together. Mm. You know, um, I actually went to live with my dad. I thought I was, and he uh, dropped me off at his niece's house. Mm. So, but yes, I I had a dad, and I, I I respect him. You know, but he, I feel like he taught me like three things in life. Mm-hmm. That was how to take care of myself. Take care of my hair, you know, and not to be looking at people to to try to understand people. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. He taught me that, and mm-hmm. these are tools that I use to this day. Got you, got you. So, um, I would surmise from what you just said, though, um, that the fathering aspect of having a child in your home and having to raise and prepare them and do that was something you missed out on. Yeah. Most definitely. Okay. Okay. I left home when I was uh, 13 years old, Mm. you know, thought I thought I could do better. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and, and thought nobody understood me. And so I needed to, you know, do this and do that, you know? And, um, I uh, I did my best. I, I survived. I learned how to survive. I mm-hmm. learned how to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And when you have a child, it's different, especially when you're used to just taking care of yourself, surviving. That's all you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, having a child, it 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 brings something different to the table. Not only that, if you're not good in having relationships, well, having a child doesn't make you better. Mm. Say that again, man. <laughs> if you're not good at relationships, having a child don't make it better. Right? No. It, wow. It, 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 it doesn't. You know, and it, it's like um, a relationship, whether you're with the mother or not is still important to that child. You know, you should never want to make your child choose between, you know, between the mother and the father or anything like that. I I know I've never really wanted that, you know. Had had you ever done that, though? I I know for me, truth be told. I felt felt that I have sometimes, uh you know, and not 
purposely, mm-hmm. but pulling him, pulling the child mm-hmm. in my direction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, saying, oh, you know, just, just any, any kind of way that you're, you're, a child has a life too. And if it's, if I'm not there every day, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How can I just pop in that child's life, you know, maybe one day out the month or whatever it is and say, well, this is the way that things should go, you know, or be, you know. And, and you had some of that that experience in your own life, yes, right? Yes. Right? So you yeah. already knew from your own personal experience that that, wasn't, that yeah. wasn't a real deal, right? Well, for a while, I thought that's the way it was supposed to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, my first three kids, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, you know, hey, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm, you know, someone told me that even if you don't have anything, just come, just mm-hmm. show up, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I tried to do. I just tried to show up, mm-hmm. but it's so much more than that. Yes. You know, yes. Joseph, I made the same mistake, man. I, I put, I put my kid. My my the child that I so I have I have eight children, mm-hmm. uh, four boys and four girls. My first four were boys. Um, I had um, um, my oldest is Nick. Then I had uh, my oldest is Dante. Then I had Nick and then Marvin. And M- Marvin was left with me. So at three years old, he was left with me. But I'm in and out of females houses mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then I decide I'm gonna leave this female so I put him in the in the back seat of the Seville and, and now mm-hmm. it's me and him against the world right right but Good the man. bottom fell out of everything right yeah. so yeah. now it's just me and him right yeah on state assistance right and I'm still trying to be all that I could be which yeah. was nothing for him yeah. Yeah. right yeah so I I I think we've all had an opportunity to experience that side of it and knew what we were sharp enough to know this ain't going to work, mm-hmm. you know? So we got to change. I, I got to change this. And I didn't have a clue on how to change it. Yeah. I didn't have a clue, man. I didn't know what to do. But like you just said, a, a change was evident, right? Yeah. Something had to be done, right? What, what was your route? What, what route did you take? Well, I think recognizing that that I needed to change, I needed to change me because I wanted something different from what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And in changing me, it made me a better person. It made me a better son. Mm-hmm. It made me a better man. And it made me a better father. You know, because before all of this, I was a son. Mm-hmm. And my mom is still here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. And trying to to look back on your life and say man I should have I should have did this or I should have did that I can't change the way things happen but I can change the future I can change how I do things now moving forward mm-hmm. I feel with with my two youngest children mm-hmm. I have them I got a chance to change some things and it helps to have my older children support. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They look at me not in jealousy like uh, you wasn't there for me like this. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they 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 look at the, the willingness and change to be there, you know, 
to, to, to fight for them, you know, um, to, to bring them together, you know, but then show myself and show them how I've changed, mm-hmm. how my life has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was, when they were little, I wasn't, I wasn't working or doing it. I was doing the best I could. You know, I wasn't taking them with me and doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now I can have my kids come mm-hmm. where I'm working at or where my shop is or, or whatever, whatever I'm doing. They could be they involved could be a part in, of that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's critical. Um, um, so I think one of the things that we have a tendency to, to recognize, recognize late, but recognize mm-hmm. is the fact that our our older children want to be involved in the process of raising their younger siblings, yeah. right? Yeah. Or guiding them, and they know that they didn't get that access that we've been able to give our younger. I have a fourteen year old at home, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and her birthday was just the other day. Well, she had a sister fly in from Texas, and all of these, all they wanted to do was all become a part of her celebrating her 14th birthday, right? Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't give them that action. Yeah. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? First yeah. of all, I couldn't afford that action. I'm just trying right. to put my household together right. and make sure that right. I'm accountable to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That was a yeah. big journey by itself, just being accountable. Yeah redirecting my life and trying to really figure out how do I do this daddy thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to be their hero, but am I utilizing the right opportunities in order mm-hmm. to do that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, I still got some of that garbage from back in the day hanging <laughs> on. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out how to get out of that, you know? And and, and yeah. quite just kept my kids helped me do that. But when I look at their little sister now, and I look at how her, her only complaint is, boy, my parents are old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're getting the best of everything. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're yeah. getting the best of everything. But uh, last night we were at dinner having a birthday dinner. And Joseph, I, I got to be honest with you. I've seen the change in me because she got a, a little young man sitting there with her who's 14 years old, right? And she says, <laughs> it's her best friend. So, okay, mm. I, I'll go for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, my, my other kids, they didn't get, no, nah, we ain't having it like that. Right. Right? Yeah. But we had a mere mother, her friend, and her, we had a, a nice little birthday dinner, right? Yeah. And, and, and so I, there, there's been some maturity there, like mm-hmm. you're talking about. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's some growth there, not only for them, but for myself as well, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fatherhood has taken a different journey. Yeah, it that's seems for sure. Like for us, right? That's for sure. But I know for, for me, what made me come back through the doors and say, hey, Marvin, I need some help. I was looking at the situation that I'm in now mm-hmm. and I want to do the right thing. I want to be there, you know, and, and, but I'm going to need some patience, mm. you know, and that's what really, really drove me to take the class mm-hmm. is that I needed that patience, you know, to work things through with my children because they're going, whatever I'm going through, 
they're going through much, much more. Mm. They lost their mother. Mm. My mother is still living, mm. you know? So I can't really identify with that. I've had close, my sisters have passed and things like that, but my mom, my dad has passed, but mm. it's different, you know? Mm. So it's like, I wanna, I wanna be there but I want to be—I want to be there in a helpful way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want—I—I I know when I was younger and I lost my sister, it affected my life. It affected me on how I treat others, how I love others, how I let people love me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because I kind of felt like everybody's leaving. Mm. You know, and it—it—it—it it, it, it really had affected me. To where my children, I would only let them get so close, mm. you know, because they can be taken. Mm. And I don't want that hurt. I don't, I, I don't want it. I don't know how to deal with it, you know. So, Joseph, I want to um, take a minute to kind of um, explain what you're talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, dads, here dads, we have a fatherhood class called Becoming Dads. And it's a it's a it's a it's the class is based on a book I wrote, Becoming Dads, A Mission to Restore Absent Fathers. Uh, And it was just um, something that I wanted to share with men in community because I knew they were I wasn't the only cat. I wasn't the only cat that wasn't being responsible in my house or my family or that was able to turn my life around to become responsible. I knew I wasn't the only one in the, in the community. And so um, we, we wrote this book and then we started going to the halfway houses where men were coming out of prison. And, um, and we started, and they allowed us to come up in there, me and my wife, Jeanette, and really start working with men. Like, Hey, listen, if you want to stay out of prison, here's a good way to start. And that is to start, connecting with your kids. Well, they don't want to talk to me. I ain't been in their life. Yeah, guess what? Do you know anything about telemarketing? They tell you in telemarketing to take three hard no's. So if your kid tell you, no, I don't want to be bothered with you, wait for three hard no's before you start <laughs> locking in on that, right? And, and and guys started hearing us. They started listening and they started taking the classes. And it's a 13-week episode. Well, what happened was I was using a curriculum that I had stumbled up on. Um, curriculum done by Dr. Ken Canfield. It was called Quenching the Father's Thirst. I had took some other curriculums, but those curriculums weren't really culturally sensitive to the urban core. So um, he hired a guy, and the guy wrote this curriculum called Quenching the Father's Thirst, and it had stuff in it like baby mama drama and all. Oh, this is it right here, man. Let's use this. So we literally started teaching this in the halfway houses, and then it started becoming popular. They asked us to go into prison. Now, I found that to be a little difficult going into prison, not because any. it's just that we could give the men the information, but they couldn't really put it to use. They had to mm-hmm. sit on it and all that. And I, I, I didn't want to do that. I'm thinking, why, why don't I meet you at the bricks at the door and then give it to you then and you can go right home and use the stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we start seeing it. And the, the, the funny thing about it is 
It was working for black men, white men, Asian men. Everybody was jumping in. They were just fathers, and they wanted to have some tools. So we we did that. Well, then um, we wrote this book, and then we pulled out of the book that we wrote, Becoming Dads, a curriculum that really spoke about my life but spoke about some of the issues that I had trying to return myself back into the lives of my children. You know, as I told you in prior episode, my children were taken by the CPS through some no fault of their own. It was just my behavior. But then we had to fight for them. And there were obstacles and hurdles that we learned from. And so we put that in our book. We put that in the curriculum. And so Joseph, the curriculum he's talking about, they're taking right now, um, um, is the class that, that we use this information in. And the thing that really struck me about you, man, was um, the fact that you were caring and concerned that your children had lost their mother and you knew you needed some tools. Mm-hmm. See, most folks don't do that, especially as men. We, we, ain't, we ain't finna cop to the fact that I ain't got them all. I got it, I got it man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even when I know I ain't got it, I'm going to sit around and talk about how I got it. And you didn't do that. And so that made me really want to embrace how can we really empower him, help him with his kids, right? See, I think that touches me even more so because I lost my mother when I was nine years old. Mm. And nobody told me nothing. They didn't Mm -hmm. tell me anything. Here's what they told me. That wasn't your mother. She was your adopted mother. Mm. And that's what they told me. Can you know how? Do you know how that messed my head up? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. I'm still messed up behind that. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so when I heard your cry and what you wanted to offer your children, uh, man, we gonna get in here. And if if I don't know it, you don't know. We gonna together figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's in the best interest of your children, man. So I I I I, I give you much prop and dap for that, man. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you know you. what I mean? Because, listen, you, their future is in your hands. Yeah. And you trying to make sure that that future be right. Most definitely. I, I, I give you that for that, man. I'm not trying to, uh, I don't want them to go in the direction that I went in, you know. I want them to have a better chance. I want them to go places I haven't been, mm. you know. And um, I do this for their future, not my future, mm. you know. And hopefully they'll see within themselves what kind of future that they want to have because it's their choice. Amen. You know? Amen. I can guide them. You know what I'm saying? But I can't be there 24-7. You know? I can't make all the choices for them. They got to learn how to make them choices for themselves. And that's what I want to give them. Well, man, you have uh, you're guiding them. You're, You're guiding them. And I'll give you some props on that. You know, it, it reminds me of what I said earlier. A father's job is to prepare his children for a future that he won't see. And that's all we can do. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Color Him Dads, a new show on the Voice America Network will address barriers facing fathers who are struggling to enter or re-enter the lives of their children and families. 
It will speak to the epidemic of fatherlessness with real conversation and with real fathers. Color Him Dads, hosted by Marvin and Jeanette Charles. Podcast episodes are available weekly on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Color Him Dads with Marvin and Jeanette. If you are enjoying today's episode, be sure to check back every week where they will tackle a new topic. Now, back to the show. Well, thank you. We uh, are back from a short break. And I, I wanted to share just um, a little bit out of this curriculum that we use and see if this regist- registers with... Uh, with any of our audience. Um, this curriculum that we wrote, um, we, we tried to, um, the, the one that Joseph's talking about, the class he's taken, and, and, and we're going to talk a little more about that, but I just want to read a little excerpt of, of, of what we use in the classroom. And this is one I'm very, very fond of. Um, and, and so I'll just read a little bit of it. The primary bond in the family is between the father and the mother. And when the father's missing, the primary bond becomes that of the mother and child. And from this primary bond, unhealthy function in future relationships with women can result for the son if it, it's not properly balanced. We will refer to these bonds as different mothering styles. The mother's own fear or attempt to protect her child usually motivates these mothering styles. The first is the overclose mothering style. This mother may inadvertently prevent her son's maturity. She does everything for him, but never cuts the umbilical cord that connects the two of them. The mother's motivation for this mothering style is that the son may have taken the place of the absent father in the mother-father relationship. This can be seen in men who continue to stay with their mothers as adults or mothers who interfere in the relationship with the man's wife or significant others. And when he gets in a relationship with another woman, he may look for a mother rather than a wife. He may choose his mother over his wife. A second style is the over-controlling mother. This type of mother can create resentment in the son. This mother may be overcompensating for her son's lack of a father. She wants the best for her son, but is excessively controlling and accomplishing it. She controls by being involved in too much detail, a critical attitude, or any type of abuse. This can create a foundation of resentment in relationships with women that result in a power struggle. 
He attempts to use manipulation, abuse, or hatred to have the upper hand as he relates to women. The third and final is the under-emotional mothering style. In this style, the mother has experienced victimization or rejects her son. This can create an intense need to be mother. This can be expressed through a man's excessive sex drive or the use of abuse to cover his vulnerability. But because mothers are important to children and men need women as well, we must learn how to have a respectable relationship with women. Understanding women and how your relationship with your mother can impact how you relate to women is important. This can help us to have a healthy relationship with all the women in our lives. And I, I found that to be a valuable, especially working with men that were coming out of the institution because it gave them a start. And I was surprised at how many times guys would tell me, yep, I was number three or I was number two mm. or I was number one. And what it really did was open up the opportunity to have dialogue, dialogue about okay, this was you, how do we do this different? Mm-hmm. How do we be different in our kids? How do we make sure? One of the biggest ones was I need to make sure that I don't, that I'm more involved in my child, mm-hmm. that he does recognize that he has two parents. Whether I'm uh, in the home or out of the home, I really need to be. And to me, I thought that was a huge piece to be able to share with men how important their role is in the life yeah. of the children. Yeah. How, what did you think about that? Um, I agree with you 100%. But the thing that I really recognized is is how you utilize your time with your child. Mm. I mean, you can be around your child all day, but you don't talk, you don't speak, you don't really do anything, you know. But if you interact with that child, even if it's for an hour, mm-hmm. you know, and you, 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 you take away something from that visit, you know, mm. the child takes away something from that visit and that mm-hmm. time together, you know, and it's much more meaningful, you know. I mean, I, I looked at it and I had my older, my older children, oh, we used to do this, we used to do that. But it's like, was I really doing anything that they really liked to do, mm. you know, or where I was with my dad, you mm. know, and he's following me around or she's following me around or whatever it is, but I'm not really doing something that I'm not coming out of my comfort zone. Mm. In other words, mm. and I, I do it now. Mm-hmm. I don't play video games and do this and do that. I don't do that. Mm. I'm not from that era, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but that's where my child's, that's where they're at. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, in my day, we, we go bowling or do this or do that, you know, something, something like that, or go play basketball, you know, but now it's, everything is kind of virtual, mm-hmm. you know, and they would rather do that than actually go out and, and do you know, go bowling or play basketball, mm-hmm. you know, they rather, mm-hmm. they rather do that. And it's hard for me to, to say, Hey, teach me how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, when it shouldn't be that really, really, it shouldn't be that hard, you know, but it is. I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, let me, let me throw something out there because I, I, I stay picking my 14 year old's head. Mm-hmm. I, I stay doing that. Right. There's things she like to do that, 
you know, she's a girl. So I, I just have to go boldly throw myself. Come on, let's let's go get a bite to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go do that. And then what I do is ask her. So one of the things she likes is laser tag. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the first thing about laser tag. You know what I mean? I've been there. I've never done it. But I've been, I took the kids to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but I realized that she's 14, and in a couple of years, man, I ain't going to have no access to her. You know what right. I mean? So right. I need to get busy. Now, I didn't need her to tell me that. That's the spirit. I know mm-hmm. that. That's what I got to do. And, yeah, I can – like you said, I can prolong with it. I don't have no. I need to put my pride in my back pocket, and mm-hmm. I need to walk with it, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because, um, as you said, we're we're setting an example. You know, I I don't know about you, but uh, um, my mother was fourteen when she had me. My daughter is fourteen now, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to. With no right. babies, right? So, I need to step my game up a little bit, you know. And I, I, I'm, I'm no different than the other man. Her sisters come in town, and she wanted to get baby dolled up. And I have one sister that, I mean, she has one sister that's a makeup artist, and one that's a hair artist, and, and you know. And so mm-hmm. they, they decided they wanted to really make her look good and did a photo shoot, right? Okay. The heck I know about a photo shoot, right? <laughs> you know. What I mean? But she she ran to me to show me, Dad. Look, here's the pictures, you know. And so I I I gotta I, I just gotta turn it up a notch. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. think we as fathers gotta turn up. We gotta turn it up a notch. Yeah. We gotta go where we're uncomfortable with going. You know. But, but I mean, now that you you mentioned that, now I could think back. It's been some years, but I've seen you in a few photos. <laughs> You know, and uh, you were you you looked like you knew what you were doing. You know what I'm saying? And I know I've been in a few photos. Yes. And, you know, and and but it, it's like we have to reach back to pull that out. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes I don't know if, if it. But to me, mm-hmm. me being or trying to be different mm-hmm. than what I was, mm-hmm. sometimes. I don't reach back and grab the right things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to go back there, but it seems like I need to to grab the right things so I can so I can utilize that with my son. I got a 14 year old son. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he would rather sit in the room and do video games and and, and do that or, or what than to go out and eat. You know, wow. or, or, or to go to the movies. Yeah. I said, man, come on, let's go to the movies. No, nah, I'm cool, Dad. I'm cool. You know, and I'm like, wow. Okay, so it's raining out here. Hey, well, what do you do? You, nothing. That, you can't go to the park. You know? <laughs> I mean, so let me you ask know? you something. This is a really, I'm shooting in the dark here. Mm-hmm. So what, what, and, I got a nine-year-old grandson, so I'm, ne- I'm I'm trying to make you understand. I know how difficult it is, okay? Mm-hmm. But what does it take for us to sit down with our kids and say, can you teach me how to do this? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I sit down and I, I play chess with my son. And I guess that's because I know how to play that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but just to say, hey, first of all, my son, my son might be like, Dad, I, don't know, I, 
I ain't got time right now. <laughs> I, I, but, but you don't know that. That's what you know. I, I, I you know don't. What I mean? you know. And we're, we're speculating. You feel <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. And exactly. really, you know, but if we stop and think about it, would a kid pass up the opportunity to teach his dad something that he's mastered? Yeah. You, you know, I, I mean, you got a point. I mean, because if I ask my son something, he loves to tell me things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Explain this. If I say, man, what is what does that do? Or what yeah. you know, he'll break it down to me and you know, and everything like that. So it's just really me. And you that's know what I'm saying. That's what that's what I'm trying to get pull me and you out through this yeah. conversation and we don't have a clue who else we might help in this yeah. conversation, yeah. right? But maybe it's an opportunity for us to reach out to boundaries because you know if if I want to prepare my child for a future that I won't that I won't, won't mm-hmm. get a chance to see, then maybe this is inclusive of that. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Maybe I need to be able to just say, okay, you know what? My grandson's name is Chauncey, and he's hooked, mm-hmm. right? I, I, so he's got an Xbox at his house and an Xbox at my house. Mm-hmm. So it's grandpa. Grandpa, can I play the game? Yeah, but you got to go spend 30 minutes outside riding your bike first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so he'll go do it and come back, Grandpa, I'm done, right? So I know how important the game is to him, yeah. right? Yeah. But if I really want some other time, I need to do that. I, I went and took him to McDonald's and had breakfast, and we sat up and chopped it up. Mm-hmm. Said, man, you want me to go get your haircut? He said, nah, my dad will do it. You know, he just really made it pointful. So I thought, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like you, what mm-hmm. do I do? And after reading what I just read, I realized it's really in my the ball's in my court. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I, I, I would suggest you, because this is what I'm doing. As I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about what mm-hmm. I might do. And I think I'm going to – we would probably do real good if we explain, I'm not going to catch this right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I need you to be patient with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. you know, does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then just go with it. Go go for it. I mean, you yeah. know, we I didn't have that opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Growing up as a kid, I didn't have that opportunity, man. And so I want to take full fledged advantage of it. And I'm sure you do too. Want to do? That. I was um I was talk this morning. I was talking to a counselor at my son's school and um trying to set up some programs and things like that. You know. And she was telling me that, you know, well, I was talking to your son the other day and she knows the whole situation. Uh You know, um, we're all doing something new. Right. They're living with me and I'm living with them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and what she said was, well, I asked your son, how does he like living with his dad? And um, to me, my mind is like, oh, boy. You know, because all all's I've been doing is really staying on him. Mm-hmm. Get up. You got to go to school. You got to do this. You got to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I work a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't have that time that when he wasn't living with me that I would take and pick him up. We go do something, you know, and mm-hmm. things like that. I'm too busy trying to provide. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But. The answer that came from her, he says, well, we're doing good. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, you know, 
And so I I, I, I got to explaining. I said, you know, uh, um, I just feel that there's something more that I should be doing. I've got to make better use of my time that I have off mm. to do something with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he have a better memory of, you know, uh, of, of me and my dad did this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm trying to create memories that I wish I had mm. with my dad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's great. But I, I think, I think if I might say this myself, one of the things that we do is we don't, as fathers, give ourselves enough credit, okay? Yeah. For him yeah. to say that we're doing okay, um, it means that um, there's something that's happening in him, mm-hmm. right? And that thing that's happening in him is, it appears to me to be acceptance. I'm accepting the fact that this is what it's deal with, right? But I also understand that as mature adults, we got to think about what more we could do mm-hmm. because this time is passing. Yeah. Before you know it, he's 18. Right. And before you know it, he's off to college or out of school or whatever, right? My and other son, 17, he just passed his uh, driving, get his driver's license at 94, you know, percent. You know, wow! But it, it's like I've been teaching him how to drive. That's been our thing. Uh-huh. You know, I've been teaching him how to drive. Okay. He took the class and everything. But I would take him out and and be driving a couple of days a week. You know, right. and, and everything like that. And um, but I'm telling you, is there's a fear in me, and I keep trying to tell him, you know, and and this is what's funny. I've never had this fear with my other children, mm. you know, about them driving and, and, and everything like that. I've never had that. But I, I just look at his mannerisms and things like that. And sometimes I used to question him. I said, man, what are you trying? Are you trying to be a gangster? Are you, what are you, you know, <laughs> I, look how you dress. What are you doing? You know, hey, <laughs> who are you trying to be? <laughs> let me help you there. Okay. Let me help you there. Um, I, like I told you, I have eight children, four boys and mm-hmm. four girls, right? Um, my wife is really good at this. My wife was raised by a single father, okay? okay. You know what okay. I mean? So a lot of the stuff that she sent him through, right, I'm, 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 I'm assessing that I'm going through the same thing or I've mm. been through the same thing, right? Okay. And a lot of that is fear that we predicate on ourselves but if we stop and think about it look at the fear you gave your mother yeah you, right. you see what i'm saying yeah. so so some of that stuff comes back to get us right mm-hmm. you know that's why parents are always not really concerned you know what i mean about go ahead go ahead but go ahead. but there there's there's a difference because with me when i was coming up i knew okay if i'm driving I spent a majority of my life not having a driver's license. Right, right. But I'm driving all over the country. Right. You know, but I knew to, hey, take your hat off. You know, (laughs) sit straighter, do this or, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But some of these kids today, they just, they they don't feel that, you know. 
They, they are what they are, and, uh, and you know, and there's so much going on out there. So I just, uh, I, I talk to him and I tell him, you know, uh, your appearance, your appearance is so important because people see you before they get to know you. Yes, you know, and you will close more doors than than oh, open them. Right. You know, right. if if your attitude ain't there, you know. Right. And I try to tell him, I said, man, you got to don't be walking around with your fist all like this. You know, you got to open up them hands, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. and prepare yourself right. for somebody to give you some knowledge, some gifts to, to, to receive something. Right. You right, know, right. Right. Hey, uh, <clears throat> Joseph, man, you, I think uh, um, we've had an opportunity to give them some. Lesson in fatherhood one-on-one, I'm going to call it, okay? <laughs> um, we've been able to just talk about the class we take here, we do here. And uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about the fact that um, you have your two youngest children living with you and you're, you're, you're going through the struggle. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's no better honor that... Um, that we can apply to fatherhood than being right there in the midst of it, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm thankful that you thought enough of dads to come and take the class and participate in it. And man, listen, we we just gonna be here for you. That's that's the community yeah. that we have here, right? We just gonna walk through this journey together. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, Every year we have a, a, a banquet and, and we honor fathers and you will be honored in this next go round, whether you know it or not. And to be able to bring your kids to an event like this, what we try to do is is give them a sense of understanding how vital the job of fatherhood really is. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we don't honor everybody and this don't make you a good or bad father. But what it does do is say that it's a journey, mm-hmm. right? And and we like to make sure that kids, children of these men understand the depth of that journey, right? And they'll yeah. get older. They'll get older and they'll have their own children. Mm-hmm. But this thing will, will register with them, right? Yeah. It will register with them, man. And so I'm um, happy that you're here with us. Uh and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, your journey, bro. Right? Yeah. I'm looking forward to you. So, man, listen. Um, why don't you give us some some last parting words or some things that you think uh, uh, will be worthy for our listeners to hear? Well, um, first of all, man, I just have to say thank you for real. You know, and 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 for you being on your journey is helping me get on mine, mm. you know, and if all of us coming together and just being able to sit down and talk, man, and just, you know, and that means that you want to be better, you know, because, man, they look at dads, man, I'm telling you, man, they, they not, not the program, uh-huh. but I mean, they look at father, right. fathers, and they they look past us mm. a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that as a father, 
you know, I feel that we need to come together and try to change that image, mm-hmm. you know, because believe me, for every child that's out here mm-hmm. that came into this world, mm-hmm. they came in by a mother and a father, mm-hmm. you know, and God sent them there, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I just want to do my part, you know, and, and, and be a part of my children's lives mm-hmm. and you're helping me do that. Mm. Your program mm. is helping me do that. Mm. You know, your testimony is is making it to where I can look at what I've done in my life mm-hmm. and and not be, you know, not be ashamed or anything mm. like that, but just deal with it and keep moving forward, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you for that for real. Wow, wow. I appreciate that, man. And 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 like you said, man, I I got at this because I knew that I wasn't the only one. Yeah. And you're evidence of that, right? The gentlemen that we bring on this program here, they're all evidence of that. You know, this this wasn't um, predicated to just me and Jeanette. We just saw mm-hmm. a need. Like I told you, my wife was raised by a single father in 1966 when she was born. And I'm like... Dude, I got all the bennies coming from that. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So how do we take and teach our children so that that woman or man that they finish mm-hmm. their life with will get the benefits from what we do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it just it just struck me that we we have that kind of power. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have yeah. that kind of power. So I'm I'm grateful. And I I, I really think that um if it wasn't without uh, the person of Jesus Christ, I wouldn't be able to be able to do any of this, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I was was like a turkey through the cone. I was gone, (laughs) man. You know what I mean? Yes, I I do. (laughs) And I got revived and I got brought back and I'm here now uh, living out um, what I consider is my calling, my mm-hmm. true calling, man. Mm-hmm. And so, look, bro, I mean, I'm I'm just glad that you're here. Listen, um, looking forward to you to come back and give us an update. Thank you on, for inviting me. <laughs> on, on, on your sons and your, your other children and, uh, and just see if we can really make that difference that we both talk about yeah. in the lives of yeah. our children, man. So with that, I'm glad that uh, you guys were able to be with us today. Um, again, if uh, you are looking for access to dads, um, you can go to our Facebook page, our uh, Twitter page, our Instagram page. Our website uh, is aboutdads.org. Uh, um, and our location of our website is aboutdads.org. Again, aboutdads.org. Um, and I got to tell you, this journey is brand new for me, but I'm I'm getting the hang of it. I have a wonderful. I have my nephew here, Irie, and he is uh, he's coaching all of us OGs through this whole thing. So <laughs> so I'm I'm just glad Irie's in the house. Um, so doing his thank thing. You. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. So thank you again for spending your time with us, and we look forward to seeing you in our next episode. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Color Him Dads. We hope today's episode has helped with your own struggles. Be sure to check back next week for another new episode with Marvin and Jeanette. 
Until then, have a blessed week.